Amen. You and I should never lose confidence in the midst of what we're going through. Sometimes you can lose confidence in the Lord. You can lose confidence in the word. You can lose confidence, you know, in, in, in what you're trying to do because the circumstances and situations, they just look terrible. But I, I'm here and I declare to you today that the Bible declares to us that we should always be what? Confident. Amen. And then I told you last week, <clears throat> and this is the piece that really helped me last week, that we should always triumph, that we are winners. Amen. We're not losers. We're what? We're winners. And we should always triumph. Amen. Uh, the Bible declares that uh, outside of Christ, there's no triumph. Outside of Christ, there's no spiritual blessing. Outside of Christ, there's no righteousness. Outside of Christ, there's no hope. Outside of Christ, there's no light. Y'all ain't catching up. Amen. There's no life. Amen. Outside of Christ, there's no salvation. Amen. But, but in Christ, amen, there is what I call spiritual blessings. Remember what we talked about last week, right? Uh, when was the last time you counted your spiritual blessings? Amen. You say, well, I haven't been blessed in a long time. Yeah, you have. Amen. You, you got up this morning. Amen. That's waking up grace. That's a blessing. Amen. You're clothing your right mind. Come on, somebody. That's a blessing. Amen. You have a reasonable portion of your health and strength. Amen. And that is, amen. So when you start thinking about your situation and then you start thinking about other people, right? And you start saying to yourself, man, you know what? I got it bad. My life is such and such and such. I'm such and such and such. I want you to look around. Matter of fact, I just want you to get in your car. Amen. Go down to the medical center. Just, just go down there. Amen. Matter of fact, you ain't got to go in. Go right, pull out right in front of Ben Taub. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. And, 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 and just pay attention to what you see sitting outside. Amen. And then I want you to look at your life. Hello, somebody. And I want you to understand something. Amen. You're blessed. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yeah, my car may break or I may have a flat tire or something may break in the house or whatever the case may be. But I'm still blessed enough to know that, listen, amen, God has been so good to us. You know, you know, one of the things that intrigued me is, intrigues me is Job when, <clears throat> when he was going through, right? I don't know why I'm here. I guess the Lord want me to be here, right? Uh, you know, Job, right? Job was going through, right? And, and Job says, you know, Job, Job didn't curse God. You know what I mean? He worshiped. You follow what I'm saying? He, he waited. He waited. He worshiped. You follow what I'm saying? And he never worried. Amen. He never worried about what was going on with him, right? Because he knew God. But watch this. But his wife comes to him and say, man, why don't you curse God and die? Perspective, right? But this is Job's response to her. Job says, do we just accept the good? Come on, somebody. Do we just accept the good hand of God or do we not accept the bad? Amen. And through all of this, the Bible says, Job did not curse or deny God. And I just want to encourage somebody here this morning, amen, to let you know that God hasn't forgotten you. 
Amen. That, that you've had, how many have had some good days? Come on, somebody. Amen. You know, we don't want no bad days. We don't want to experience no bad days. But when they do come, amen, I believe we got to wait. We got to worship and we ought not to worry. Amen. That's the message for today. Let's go home now. Amen. What you got to do? You got to wait. You got to worship. And you got to what? Not worry. And if you walk with those three W's, amen. And then if you flip those three W's around, you say, what would Jesus do? Amen. (laughs) Amen. What would Jesus do in your situation? Amen. What would Jesus, how would Jesus respond to what he, what you're going through? Amen. Because the Bible says we do not have a high priest who does not sympathize with our weaknesses. In other words, Jesus knows exactly how you feel. That's the reason why he came, amen, in the flesh. So that he would experience some of the things that you and I are experiencing. Amen. Do you not know that Jesus probably got sick? Amen. Oh, he su- I know he suffered. Hey, I know he suffered. Amen. And being a God man. Amen. What he, what he accomplished for us is so that when you're going through, right? When you're going through, he sympathizes. I know what my child is going through, but guess what I got to do? I'm, I, I want to see if my child is going to hold on to my unchanging hands. Amen. As a church, we are experiencing. I, t- I told a pastor the other day, I said, I'm in a new phase of pastoring because my, um, my members are getting older. Amen. And they're going through sickness and things like that. You follow what I'm saying? And so now I'm in a different phase of pastoring, you know, and we're doing life together. You, you understand what I'm saying? We're doing life together. And as your pastor, right, my job is to still offer you hope when you feel like you have no hope. Oh, come on, somebody. My, my job is still to cause you to change your outlook. Amen. And start looking upward. Amen. To understand that I'm not just here giving you a whole bunch of cliches or, or little sayings that make you feel good. No. We can go through this because of what I taught you. Now it's time to take the teaching, amen, from the page to performance. And can I tell you something? We don't get it right all the time. You, you figured that out, right? Amen. And so just as much as I'm saying I'm trying to help you, I got to help myself. You with me? Amen. There are times when when I struggle. There's times when I say I'm going to do something and it don't work out the way I want it to work out because I fell into my feelings or my flesh or Amen. Oh, I started to worry about the future. But I want to tell you something. The same thing that you're going through is the same thing that I struggle with too. Amen. But the difference is that what we have to learn to do. Notice I said we. We have to learn that, listen, life and death is in the power of the what? So if you speak sickness... If you speak death, if you speak 
uh, worry and negativity. And if you speak hopelessness, you will remain in that position. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you. Amen. Uh, that, that's what I mean when I say triumph. I don't know why, you know, I'm on the triumph thing. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you. Uh, Lord, uh, we thank you for your, this day and we thank you for your grace and we thank you for this time together. Bless our services today and bless this 905 classes, Father God, as we're learning, God, how to be stronger Christians. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God, amen. Amen. So, 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 you know, um, I think I'm going to do a piece on heaven. Uh, I'm going to do a piece on death because, you know, and I'm going to do a piece on suffering and sickness because, you know, I'm doing it here on 905 because here's, the, here's what I'm saying. What I'm, what I'm trying to get across to us is that, you know, this is, these are facts of life. All right. And as much as I'm blown back by it, <laughs> amen, we have to accept these facts. We're going to suffer. But the Bible tells me that I ought to always feel like I am going to triumph over this. Amen. Never get in your mind, I'm going to lose. You say, how, 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 how can I do that? Because what we talked about last week. He said, I told you last week, in 2 Corinthians 2.14, right? He says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, he told us that we ought to always triumph. Amen. Now, number four, let me get to number four because I, I, I'm hung up on, on three, you know, always triumph, okay? So the next thing we ought to always do as Christians, amen, what Christians are to do always, and this is a powerful one, okay? You say you do it, but I don't think you do it like you should do it. Ready? Write down. You should always pray. Oh, Lord. Let's talk about it for a minute. That's right. You should always what? So let's go to Luke. Amen. Don't we struggle with this? When prayer goes out the window, everything everything else goes. Now, let me give you a definition for prayer. Matter of fact, I want to start chapter 18. Okay, and I want to begin in verse 1, and I want to show you the illustrations of parables that Jesus gave about prayer. And I want to show you some aspects of prayer and why we ought to always, always, always resort to prayer. Amen? Always, y'all. Not just when you are in trouble. Amen. Not just when things are falling apart, but always. Amen. Let me give you my definition for prayer. You ready? Prayer is the believer's communication with God. All right. So you may want to write down. Prayer is the believer's communication with God, with the assistance of of the Holy Spirit whereby we make our request known to God. Prayer is the believer's communication with God with the assistance of the Holy Spirit whereby we make our requests be known unto God. 
All right? Now, there are different methods of prayer. There are different styles of prayer. But when it all boils down to it, and if I were to just summarize it, what prayer is, that's, that's, that's my theological definition that I came up with in, in seminary. But if I were to say what prayer is, you ready for this? It's just talking to God. That's it. <laughs> if you want to want, want an easy way of remembering it, it's you talking to God. But when every time you talk to God, you have someone who assists you. And that is the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says, who knows the, the, the mind of a man, amen, but the spirit of the man. And we have the Holy Spirit who communicates with God, amen, on our behalf. So the Holy Spirit is inside of us and therefore the Holy Spirit knows you. He knows me. God put the Holy Spirit inside of us, amen, as what I call a spiritual GPS, as a matter of fact, it's deeper than a GPS. I would call it, amen, a CPU, central processing unit. In other words, amen, you have a godlike operating system inside of you. Lord have mercy. And that godlike, that godlike operating, uh, operating system, amen, is the Holy Spirit. Watch this. The Holy Spirit feels... He thinks, he has emotions, right? And he lives in you as a believer. Now, when you pray, amen, it's not pressing the panic button. Hello, somebody. It's you using the keyboards. I wish I had somebody. When you pray, it's not you pressing the panic button. It's you using the keyboards. It's you telling God, God, here's what's going on with me right now. Here's what I'm dealing with. Here's what I'm struggling. I want to thank you for everything you've done for me. Not just for complaints, not just for concerns, not just for give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. But it is a unique way. Isn't God amazing? That after salvation, he makes a way for you and I to communicate with him directly. Lord have mercy. But oftentimes we look at prayer as I ask, I should receive. Lord have mercy. And then when I don't receive, I get attitude. Amen. The computer don't work like that. <laughs> Amen. The keyboard is what you call hardware. Amen. And then inside of the hardware, it's what you have. It's called software. It's the software that runs the hardware. Y'all following me? And so it's the Holy Spirit that runs the whole CPU system. But in order for it to work, you have to do some inputting. When was the last time? Mm. Amen. You had some input. When was the last time you asked God? Amen. You spoke to God. You, and listen, and as a believer, 
It's a habit that you should always do. It's something that you should, listen, before you call Pookie. No, I like Pookie, right? Amen. Ray Ray in there. Okay. Before you call your mama, before you go to the payday loan place, the pawn shop, come on somebody, the title loan place. All right. Before you call, you know, and compromise your purity. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Got kids up here. I'm trying. You know what I mean? You know, you, you know, to take care of your bills. Amen. I know where I'm at. <laughs> Amen. You ought to call on the Lord. And you ought to make prayer your only resort, not your last resort. Hello, somebody. Amen. Your first resort, your only resort. And watch this. And after you prayed, watch this. You won't have to call somebody. Somebody will call you and say, hey, you know what? I, I got this thing here. I was wondering if you need it. And you're like, that's a, that ever happened to you? <clears throat> ever happened to you? You pray for something and somebody call you after? Now, if this never happened to you, I mean, I'm trying to ask, do you pray? I, I, know, I know it doesn't just happen to me. <laughs> and here's the thing. This is why you have to write it down, y'all. Y'all ain't trying to help. This is why you got to write out your prayer because God doesn't just like parade around and say, oh, I just answered your prayer. So, so when you pray, you have to always pray, but you pray like this. You write it down and you bring it before God. You say, God, I'm asking input. God, I'm asking that you help me with this. And then when God answers, y'all, When God answers, that's when you come. Listen, that's what makes your relationship with him. But, but here's the thing, though, right? Is your relationship with God just based on what he's doing for you? Or is it based on who he is and what he's already done for you? The disciples always struggle with that. You know, they, they, Jesus would always ask them, do you not remember what I just did? I mean, come on, y'all. Look, look, they, they were thinking, oh, man, we ain't got no food to eat. Just like food is the last thing. I mean, come on, man. Food, I can, I can provide food. You, you see what I'm saying? But, but it's your soul that I'm really concerned about. It's your faith that I'm really concerned about. It's your trust that I'm really concerned about. It's your hope. He says, look at the birds of the air. Come on, y'all. They need a toy, no spin, no. Come on, somebody. They, they, they don't worry about, I, I, I'm going to ask the question. Have you ever seen a stressed out bird? Have you ever seen a bird dying of hunger? No, Never. Why? Because God provides for the birds. And if God provides for not just the birds, but for every animal who have no, watch this, who don't have a mind like us. Come on now. 
what are we worried about? He said, that's the last thing you ought to be worried about. But I want to say this, pray about everything. Not just some things. I tell my kids this, pray about everything. Not just what you want and what you desire or just what you just pray about. Let me go. See, I know prayer is so good, you know. It's not that, I, that I'm not good in the scripture, but this is a subject that I'm, that I'm well versed in. Because, because I've studied it so much. Because, but, but I've studied it, but I've practiced it. Man, do you know how many days that I've... Listen. I know what it's like to be with, with your back against the wall. I know what it's like not to have. I know what it's like to feel like I'm all alone. I, I know what it feels like to be abandoned. I know what it feels like to feel like when is it going to be over. But I want to tell you something. Those were the days that I was able to get on my face before God. And believe every word that I was saying to him was being heard. Now. Unless your prayers are being hindered. All right? But I want you to just think, man. Think about what you asked them for. I even asked, Lord, I need a parking space. I'm serious. Listen, listen, listen. Lord, when we pull up in this hospital, let me get a good parking space. Lord, when I go here, you know what I mean? Give us favor in the, in the restaurant. or When I go in the grocery and it's amazing how God answers. It's not coincidence. Satan wants you to think it's coincidental. Look at this scripture. Verse 18. Look what it says. At what times? At what times? He was telling them a parable to what? Stop. You get it? See it? Oh, light bulb went on, right? What is a parable? You know how I use this, the illustration of the CPU and the input? That's a parable. I was using an earthly story to illustrate a spiritual principle. I was using an earthly story. To illustrate a spiritual principle. And that's what a parable is. Right? But he was using it because people learn better with stories. You will remember a story before you remember what I preached last Sunday. How many remember what I preached last Sunday? Hmm. Oops. Right? I'm just saying, what did I preach last Sunday? Oh, okay. How to serve your church. Right? But I'm just saying, right? So you were, so Jesus used this principle of teaching method, right? By using parables, stories to illustrate. So go ahead. But he says, I'm using this to show you something. To reveal something to you. That what? That what time? They ought to what, y'all? And what? 
not become frustrated. Whatever situation you're in right now that seems impossible, but let me help you with something. God can get you out, but can I help you with something? He knows your motives. All right? So just be straight up with him. The one thing you got to be with God is straight up. Lord, yeah, I'm just coming to church because I'm going through. Yeah, I am. Now, can you change that? <laughs> can, can you change that for See, this is what I'm talking about when I say conversation for real. Like, I'd be like, Lord, yeah, I ain't feeling that today. I, shoot, I ain't, I ain't feeling nobody in this house today. I, shoot, I'm, 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 that's how I, I'm frustrated right now. See, you people think that talking to God like that is disrespectful. That ain't disrespectful. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying, Lord, I'm tripping. I need your help. I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know why. Why is this happening to me? I, I'm not asking why is it happening to me, okay? Because you want to be careful with the why questions. But I say, Lord, your grace is sufficient enough. But I'm just saying, this is how I feel right now. So help me to get out of this funk. I mean, who else can get you out of it? <laughs> Am I right about it? Who else can? He says, he says, I'm showing you something. So let's look at the parable. In a certain city, there was a judge who did not fear who? Now remember, the judge didn't fear God, so you're in trouble. So if you're a Christian and you're going before this judge, he don't care. I don't care about you. Okay? I care about one thing myself. I'm the judge. I got power. In other words, he used his power to intimidate him. Look what it says. And he did not respect who? Oh, my gosh. What the wrong person to have power. Some of you got supervisors like this. They don't fear God. They don't fear man. And guess what? They treat you like you're just a number. He says, now there was a widow in the city. And she kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. In other words, she's saying, listen, I got an issue here. You follow what I'm saying? I need protection. Legal. I need legal protection. It says, for a while he was unwilling. But after he said to you is this. You're going to sin. You're going to mess up. You're going to cuss. You're going to do the. I'm not, I'm talking about the practicing of sin. How many of you are living right? All right. Now, watch this. No good thing does he withhold from those who walked what? You know what that word uprightly means in the Hebrew? Integrity. Sincerity. In other words, my yes is yes, my no is no, I'm not lying to nobody, and I'm definitely not lying to God. So, no good thing would he withhold from you. So when we go back to Luke chapter 8 now, and we see the parable, right, of this woman, right? This woman's like, man, listen. Look at verse 6. He says, and the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says said, now, will not God bring about justice for his elect? Look, look, look at verse 7. Now, will not God bring about justice 
for his elect, that's you and I, who cry to him when? When? Men ought to pray when? At all times. But, but when God, you are God's elect. We are God's elect. You know what that means? We're special. God picked us. Come on, somebody. And look what he says. Will he not give, bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And he, and will he delay what? Long over them. I tell you that he will bring about justice for them what? Quickly. However, when the son of man comes, he will find faith. I'm sorry, will he find what? Faith on earth. So in other words, along with your prayer, you have to put a little faith with that thing. Okay? Y'all with me? Is this making sense? This makes a lot of sense to me. Here's how, how it makes so much sense to me. Watch this. It makes so much sense to me that, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. God says, if I can come to him day and night, he will not delay. Shut the devices off. Okay? Shut them off. We need a miracle. I'm going to say it one more time. We need a miracle. How many need a miracle in your life right now? We need a miracle. But God will not delay. God will bring justice. You know what justice is? Justice means what's right. What's right? God will vindicate you. I know you may have messed up.